Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Beach. And today we're going to be doing a review of Glasgow whilst listening to John's nonsense. Thanks for joining us for episode number 62. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with board games all around him. Christmas board games all around him. You know why? Because Dean hates Thanksgiving. And all he cares about is Christmas. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. You're already playing Christmas games. You've already got a Christmas tree up. You told me that you hate Thanksgiving. That is not true. I love Thanksgiving so much. So much. Do you know when I just said the word Thanksgiving, my stomach started growling? Is that right? Yeah, Pavlov's dogs, baby. We're not going to start talking about what oh, we eat on Thanksgiving, man. are we? Dude, I, I'm Here telling it goes. you. Here it goes. No, no, we're going to, that'll be probably next week's poll, y'all. We'll do, we did this last year, a favorite Thanksgiving food. Maybe we do, because next week is Thanksgiving. So, hmm. The problem with doing the polls, Dean, is that there are only four choices. It's really tough. Really tough to narrow down. Maybe we'll do a mini tournament. Maybe we'll do eight. See if we can get it all in. That's Haven't what I'm going for. Have we done this before? Not eight. We just did four choices. We're going to do eight. Boom, boom. Three polls in one week. Let's do this. You want to know why um, Deanie birthday? I was trying to change it up. I wasn't Dean birthday. Do you want to know why I'm Dean birthday, though? Why? We already talked about your birthday. No, John. You You did not... You did not say happy birthday on the, on birth, the, of, on the birth of Meepletown. You didn't do it. Oh, what's <laughs> happening? I don't even remember when the birthday of Meepletown is. Oh, my goodness gracious. Is, is it now? Wait, I don't know. I just <laughs> You're not even sure yourself. <laughs> it's in November sometime. It is. It is. And I thought... Two years. Why not bring it up now, right? Two years, This y'all. is not in the show notes. This is just me springing this on you. There you go. Speaking of spring... I call myself Johnny Beach because I went to the beach last week. You don't want to talk about the the two year anniversary of Meeple Town? All I'm gonna say first of all is you didn't. There was no need for social distancing because there wasn't no one in Gulf Shores, Alabama, in February. I mean, it's not February in November, and they just had the hurricane. No one there. I bought you a literally gift. the only I person. I was like Meepletown on the beach birthday. all by myself. <laughs> I bought you a gift for Meeple Town birthday. I love it when we have two different conversations going at the same time. What gift did you buy? No, you didn't I got buy you, me that. I got you this game. Did not buy me. He's no, trying to hand game. me a game that Stephen sent me. I'm, I don't want to talk about you being in Florida enjoying the beaches because I'm back here. <laughs> I'm no. back here in in miserable weather, Tennessee. It, if you were listening, I was in Alabama, not Florida. Just same so you thing. Know. FYI. Florida, Alabama. It's all the same thing. Do they have what? Alabama man stories? You're offending people right now. Do they have Alabama man stories? Like they have Florida man stories? I don't even know what you're talking about. You don't know Florida man stories? John. Mm-hmm. Okay, Meeple Town, you might not know either. Just look up. Just Google Florida man. All right? Okay. And what they do is they take these news stories, like these news stories that start off with Florida man, and then they're always ridiculous stories about something somebody in Florida did. Yeah? Okay. That's it. All right. That's, That's it. all I got. Not quite as good as like um, Chuck Norris facts or, you know, 
going that route or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes or anything. But Florida Man, it's pretty funny. You know what's really hilarious is you didn't even know, but I was looking up Chuck Norris stuff <laughs> whenever you said that. Is that right? We're on the same wavelength except for the conversation that we were having that were two different conversations. You want to see one that shows up on here? Let me, you know let me read this headline. Go oh, ahead. <laughs> Florida man hauled stolen I-4 utility pole atop his sedan, troopers say. And it's a picture of this man in his sedan literally hauling off a utility pole that he had stolen. That's what you do in Florida, I, I guess. How about that? There, there's a lot of gold in Florida. That's man where Florida stories. just, people go down to Florida to retire. They, like, I'm going to do whatever the heck I want to do, and I don't care what you think. I'm going to Florida. I this is where they, I live. They want to be the people in the Florida man memes, I think. I don't know. But, I mean, hey, why not? Go down there. Hey, I'm doing whatever I want to do. I'm on vacation my whole life now that I live in Florida. <laughs> and I'm going to do what I want to on vacation. I don't even care. That's what they're doing. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, what what Chuck Norris do? I was just going to say that Chuck Norris has passed a total of six kidney stones in his lifetime. Oh. Did you know that? Nope. They're now known as the Infinity Stones. <laughs> That's pretty good. Have we done that one before? I have, but I just didn't think I have on the podcast, so okay. I wanted to use that one. All right. Uh, can we talk about a poll? Are we ready for that? Yep. Let's actually talk about polls, though it does not have anything to do with board games, but it's going to be very tantalizing. This is a good okay. one. I just heard you swallow there. Sorry. It's good. It's all good. Y'all, if you've never listened to our podcast, we talk about nonsense for about 10 minutes and we get into board games. 10 minutes. But the says. nonsense is glorious. It's way better. I mean, it's what set us apart from, excuse me, has something in my throat there. It's what sets us apart from other podcasts is our nonsense. You think so? Our good sense. You think that there's other podcasts that talk nonsense out there better than us? I don't know. It's I, tough. I bet there is. It'll be tough. It's tough because, I mean... We are the kings of nonsense. Which is why we're going to start a separate podcast about just the nonsense part. I think so. And, I mean, the, th the thing is, is it's probably good for us and everyone else hates it. But, anyways, it's yeah. our podcast, so we're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> we're going to be like Florida Man Podcast. That's what we should call it. Florida Man Podcast. Which do you prefer? Here's our poll. Okay. Eggs. Bacon. Waffles slash pancakes. I only have four choices, so I had to add that together. Or biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy is not a common thing outside of the South. Eggs, bacon, waffles and pancakes, biscuits and gravy. Here's what I think. I think biscuits and gravy is going to be towards the bottom unless we have a lot of... I mean, it's kind of moved into other areas, but for sure it's more of a Southern thing, Right. I, I'm gonna let you talk talk it out. I will say that these were all very pretty close. So surprisingly, the highest one is thirty one point five percent. The lowest one is twenty point four percent. Wow. Okay. Two of them are tied. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you know that right now. There's a winner, two that are tied, and one that's last place. Here's what I got. Give it to me. Bacon number one. Nailed it. Do me go ahead and tell you yes or no. Mm, no. Let me just say. All right, bacon okay. number one, which I'm guessing is not right because the way that you asked me that question. You can question. change it if you want. I don't care. Bacon number one, eggs, pancakes, and waffles number two. And the – or I'll just say what I was going to put them in order. And I don't know if they're okay. – Okay. Okay. Just so if it. the tied ones, whatever. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, what did I say? Bacon, eggs, pancakes, waffles, and then uh, biscuits and gravy. Pretty close. Nailed it. Bacon was the number one answer. Okay. 
Number two is a tie between eggs and biscuits and gravy. Oh, okay. And number three was wa- <laughs> waffles and pancakes. <coughs> Got a little choked up there. Number three was waffles and pancakes. What's your order? How would you rank those? I have no qualms in 100% saying biscuits and gravy is the number one answer for me. Not, It's not even close. Okay. I love bacon. I love waffles and pancakes. I like eggs. I'm a pretty big fan of a sunny side up egg. Here's the thing, though. Eggs just, they're part of a meal for me. You know what I mean? I just, I can't get super excited about eggs. They're nice. Yeah. They're a nice compliment to something but they're not the main attraction. Okay, what would you guess? Unless you're doing an omelet or something. What would you guess the way that I would rank them? Take out the fact that I'm a vegetarian. Go back to Dean six years ago. What would I have picked? Oh, so before you were a vegetarian. Yeah. I think you would like biscuits and gravy number one. Okay. Rank them. Let's, let's see what you got. I'm going to say biscuits and gravy. I'm going to guess... Oof, this is tough. I don't know how much you liked bacon. That's the thing. Um, biscuits and gravy for you. Then I'm I'm going to go waffles and pancakes, bacon, then eggs. Wow. Was I way off? Yeah. Yeah, you were. You were very off. Know your boo. It's time to know your boo. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know my boo. You know what I'm talking about? I do. That's from Parks and Rec too, eh? Yep. All right. Um, eggs. Eggs is, is was number one back in the day. Yeah, it's just a side dish. What eggs is the meal? The main meal of a breakfast. Wrong. What? That doesn't even make any sense. What are you gonna do? So if 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 you have the chance, you're just like, give me a plate of eggs. And yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm with you. But it's like the okay. Even if it's with all of these things, what is the main? What's the main dish in this meal that you're eating? Take out the waffles and pancakes. Biscuits and gravy is a Actually, main dish. Actually, no, take all of those. All of those things that you're you're putting together, okay? All of those things. The main dish is always eggs. Always. You disagree? You almost always have eggs in breakfast. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's the main dish. It is. It is the main dish. <laughs> there is no question. Okay, here's the real question. Where does biscuits and gravy fall on the list? Um. Okay, so probably for me, eggs, bacon, biscuits, and gravy. Oh, wrong. Waffles, pancakes. Biscuits However, and gravy. I love biscuits and gravy a oh lot. Oh my gosh! I, but I, breakfast is breakfast is the is like my favorite, right? Okay, so I would want to eat all of those things. I want to eat all. And those I would things eat too. all of those. They're things. all delicious. But out of those, I can only eat like two of them now. And when I go vegan, I can only really eat one of those. And biscuits and gravy is not as good without sausage up in there. It's the truth. Can't even eat that. I can't eat any of that. I can eat pancakes. Vegan. I can you can eat, eat yeah. so- biscuits and gravy, but they just have to be like from that that not great gravy from the pouch you know he just stir in some water i think it all comes from the same place though right i don't know i don't know either all right so here is a here are a couple comments a few comments ryan fournier said sausage you savages but also good biscuits and gravy will beat most things you like sausage Agreed. links or sausage patties better patties i think okay i might be wrong this might be a, a question i think that's a southern thing too Sausage patties. I ate a ton of sausage links when I was. In I Michigan, like sausage links, but I don't eat as much. The patties are a little greasier, <laughs> a little better. You like that better? Okay, that's right. All right. All right. Then we've so, got old travel buddy games picked bacon, but said he meant turkey bacon. So interesting. Take some. I can throw down some turkey bacon. I don't like it as well as regular bacon. What about tofurkey? It's healthier though. What about tofurkey bacon? Never had it. To you have you, you never had um, 
uh, like veggie bacon, whatever it's called. It's not great. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I'll, actually, I have. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Brian Cook said waffles and pancakes are not the same thing. I, I, I told Brian, I know that. Syrup traps versus syrup sponges. Okay, so another quick question since we're only talking for five minutes on this. Not waffles or pancakes. I asked this question to my family the other day. This is easy. Waffles for me. Waffles! A waffle man! Pancakes for my family. They all love pancakes. But it's because I make amazing pancakes. I make a good sweet potato pancake. That's how we say it in the South. Oh. But I like the crispy. I want a crispy waffle with fluffy insides. You know what I'm saying? I, gotcha. I want the crunch. So you don't like... Give uh, Daddy the crunch. You don't like Waffle House waffles? They're okay. No, not my favorite. Oh, the flavor is amazing. When I was on my beach vacation, I did go to Waffle House and got a double burger and double hash browns. When I go to the beach, chunked. I go to Waffle House. <laughs> I did get seafood multiple times. I did go deep sea fishing as well in oh, Town. Okay. We caught some fish. We got 13 keepers, so that was pretty solid in four hours. Not too bad. Can we talk about board games? One last thing. Oh, Scott C. Oh, sorry. Carcassonne Central said, you're making me choose, and I'm like, yeah. Scott C. says, why is there no yes option? I'm with, I'm I'm with Scott on that. Scott knows what he's talking about. I love breakfast. I could eat breakfast, and I do often eat breakfast all day. I love it. We do breakfast at night. My wife asked me this morning, Dean, how do you answer? Oh, she said, what do you want tonight? Bratwurst or biscuits and gravy? Those are two delicious things. Biscuits and gravy. I prefer, but I love a good brat. Mm. They, uh, they sell some veggie brats oh at my the grocery gosh. store Here now. Go. Here we go. Also but, not great. So before the last thing we're going to do, which is actually board game related before we get into what we've been playing lately is there's a comment on one of our videos that I want to pull up. Okay. Dean's looking at me. Have you seen the oh, I this saw last it. one? This is just this was this is fun. Just posted. Yeah. The comment is, eh, it's so boring. This is on our top fifty games of all time. It's so boring to see everyone play the same games. Everyone's favorite games are from BGG's top fifty. That is why it is BGG's top fifty. <laughs> Do you know how the top fifty were? I get, okay when i read that i do get the sentiment i do yeah but i was like that's the whole point is that they're the top 50 because everyone likes them yeah i i it did make me think like because there are people who really really like to <laughs> to dig deep and like find those diamonds in the rough yeah i know um and i i want that everyone wants that i guess too to be able to but they're more far and few between than you realize i think yeah yeah. We tried that when we were talking about the ones over a thousand. I was like, eh, I'm not that excited about these games. You know, there's occasionally some diamonds in the rough and, and maybe there are out there. Maybe Neeple Town tweet at us or go to our board game geek and tell us what your diamonds in the rough are. But, I was going to message back just to, to say, anytime somebody says something like that, like your top, whatever is garbage. I want to hear what their top is, you know? So that so Dean wants to be theirs. super nice, but I, I think you should in the response should be, that's the that's why they're in the top fifty smiley face. What is yours? Winky winky face. Yeah. Is that okay? I mean that's the that's that's right. Like that's the reason a top fifty that it is a compiled list of what everyone's favorite games are. <laughs> so that's the whole point. Does it make watching top fifty or top one hundred lists less exciting? Maybe. 
But I mean, you like what you like. And there are certain games that, I mean, just like music, there's certain albums that are just brilliant albums. They're great. That should probably be on everybody's list. It doesn't mean that it's... Dave Matthews Band. It might be less exciting. I don't know about deep that. Deep tracks only. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's what he wants. He wants deep tracks only. That was Andy Bernard. All right. Can we talk about... What we've been playing we've lately? Been playing lately? Sure. Go ahead. I'll talk about some that I've been playing because these are ones that you're not interested in. Maybe for the... And I'll, oh be, I'll be pretty brief on these. Here we go. You don't like this. I mean, I just don't get excited when the, you're hook into the game to the segment is you're not going to be excited about this oh it's only because you like you like dumb games that's why oh my gosh <laughs> i'm just kidding you only like i only like top 50 games I, I, maple town you know that i am in a uh i'm in the the holiday gaming like mode for the last month at least i've been playing some halloween games uh, i think i've talked about most of those that i've been playing but we're on to christmas games actually i've been really wanting to play Keyflower lately you want to play some key flower? I would love to. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. These. This is why I said that you are surrounded in Christmas games because I was thinking of games like key flower that you should be playing right now, but you don't care because you don't, you hate Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mic, I'll, I'll play that. Mic drop. Is that the only Thanksgiving game we got out there? I'm dropping the mic. Mm. You heard that? You're running across the microphone. Okay. Funko Games is putting out these uh, card games, these small card games. There are four. Ooh, I got a picture of it on Instagram. Five? Five of these. There were several on the picture. Yeah, so there's five, but then they have another one um, that's not like in the same size box as those small card games. Uh, it's an elf game that looks like an elf elf hat, which mm-hmm. is clever. All right. Uh, but I played two of those over the weekend of uh, the small card games. One is Frosty the Snowman, and the other one is Elf Snowball Showdown. Are you laughing? Frosty the Snowman. All right. Um... Frosty the Snow Snow Snowman. The Snowman. <laughs> Frosty the Snowman um, is a cooperative card game. It's uh, Follow the Leader is what this one is called. So you are basically you have two cards or three depending on how many players you're playing. Um, it, you'll have two cards in a three and four player game, and all you're going to do is play a card to shift these other cards around. So you've got these six uh, children cards out on the board. Okay. And then you have another little card that comes out and says, I want these kids to be in this order. So you have to put them in the order that's on the card. Okay. So I'll play a card, and whatever card I play, I have to shift that card over one space, either to the right or left. So okay. if I play a red card, I've got to shift that one over to the right or left. What you're trying to do is match up with that, uh, with the the card order card, okay? Okay. All right, so you can do that, or I can trade a card with, or not trade, I can play a card, and then John can also play a card at the same time to swap those cards, okay? And then all you're trying to do is get those in order, and the easy game is you're just trying to get three of those completed. Really simple game. This is a pretty uh, this is a pretty cool little game, I think. My, my kids could play this game. My five-year-old played this game with us. Okay. Me, my five and eight year old, all played this. Um, I had fun. They liked the other one better, but I still think that this, this one was a dare I say cute. This was a cute family game. If you're looking to play some good Christmas games with family that don't really play games, um, I think this would be a really good one. Cooperative, working together, easy to explain. All of these games I think are going to fit in that. So category. you enjoyed it? Yeah, we had fun. Um, I preferred Frosty to Elf, uh, but the boys they preferred Elf. So do Elf, they prefer Elf? Elf because of the gameplay, you think, or because they just love the movie Elf? I think both. Okay. I think both because... It's a great movie. Uh, the cooperative piece did not... You know, okay, so for a five and eight-year-old boy, 
playing something cooperatively, lining up kids to follow Frosty probably doesn't sound that exciting. Doesn't sound that exciting for a 36-year-old either. What about throwing snowballs in your face? Does that sound exciting? If I could throw a snowball in your face, would you? Oh, absolutely. Would you do that to me? Yes, absolutely. I would if you did that to me, but I wouldn't do it to you unless it was a retaliate. Like, we knew that we were going to do that for each other. I got you. I don't think I would just walk up to somebody and be like, snowball in your face. Then I would be like, all right, now you can hit me. Mm, What if there was a pebble in that snowball? Can we do that on a YouTube video along with eating the nasty pizza? Do we still haven't done that? We'll do it. That has to be done this week. Can I talk about a board game here? I didn't stop. You're the one who started talking about throwing uh, snowballs. Let me go back to Frosty for a second. Remember I mentioned Hocus Pocus a couple weeks ago? And uh, there's a lot of people who don't love Hocus Pocus. Frosty kind of fits in that category, but it's it's even lighter, but it's supposed to be lighter, right? You can play it with kids. You can play with family. So anyway, there's that. Elf is a competitive game where you are uh, playing cards again. You've got four cards in your hand, and I'll play a card that has a color and a number on it, okay? And I'll say, I'm throwing this at John. I'm going to throw a snowball (laughs) at John. So let's say I play a two yellow. And you can play as many cards as you want as long as they match in color, okay? okay? I play a two yellow on John saying, I'm throwing a snowball at you. You might have a dodge card where you dodge the snowball. Okay. You might have another two yellow where you also would dodge the snowball. You have to have the exact same card? Um, no, but you have to have the same color. You okay. just have to throw a color. You might have two cards that are both yellow. One's a two and one's a one. Then you would deflect the snowball back and hit me in the face. All right? Okay. Before you do that, you're rolling a die to determine if you Ooh. if you deflect it. Um, you can deflect the... It's like a 12-sided die. You'll either deflect the snowball to somebody else to your right or left. Okay. Or it'll have you draw cards because... The interesting part, I don't think this is a, again, it fits in that category where you can play with your family. I don't think this one will, unless you're playing with a full player count at six, I don't know if this one's going to get played as much. Okay. Um, but you don't draw cards back up at the end of your turn. So you really want to have people to throw snowballs at you so that you can draw cards. Um, but but at the same time, you them. yeah, you want to be able to dodge and, and deflect those. So okay. this one's kind of cool, I guess. But again, I like Frosty better. Um, you know, I'm I trying play this with more players with my like my extended family to see what they think about. Let it. Let me say something. Mm-hmm. Dean is Mr. Nice Guy, and when he says, eh, that means it's probably not very good. It's not good for somebody who plays games like we play. Okay. So if you are listening to a board game podcast, right? Unless you have children. It's probably not your jam. Which is huge, okay? Introducing games, because I know a lot of people that want their kids to grow up to play games. Well, you can't start them off with Terraforming Mars, right? I did. I think you start them off <laughs> with games like this when they're younger, and then hopefully they'll, they'll kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, play later on. But also, there's a lot of people who play games with their families over the holidays, right? It's true. You got family gathering going on. You got... Your, so are those parents I mean, are, are your you grandparents gonna, and your you're gonna bring elf out yeah i'll bring every one of these out okay I, you're loving you're loving having all these games mm-hmm. i okay i love like laughing when i'm playing games when i play games with my family with my parents and my that's three why sisters, i love playing games with me so much <laughs> i love playing games with my three sisters my parents they're you know all of my sister's kids because we just laugh and we have a really good time. These yeah. games are perfect for that, and which is why I was really excited to get these from Funko because I, I I think they're gonna love playing these games. There you go. Yep. And there's other people out there like me, but I recognize again, if you're listening to this podcast, you might say, you know, I only play Lacerda games. 
which is fine. That's not your if that's jam. your if that's this your jam, be. that's fine. But for me, I love heavier games sometimes. But man, I just love having fun, there and I don't want to play heavier games with that family. Okay, let me talk about a game that I I brought out during our beach vacation. I only I brought out just I brought out three games. Um, yeah, so I brought out. I'm gonna ask you, Dean. I played with my cousin because he's family, and my friend that I'm around been around a lot, uh, Justin. We played Great Barrier Reef. We played Stone Age. We played It's a Wonderful World. So these two gentlemen that I'm playing with, Justin plays games, not all the time, but they do have games at their home. Like they have Small World. They have games that they definitely play. Um, he's pretty. He's a pretty smart guy. He, he can figure these games out. <laughs> Seth is my cousin, and he's new. I think Justin's a very smart guy. That's what I'm saying. He's a very. He said he's a pretty smart guy. Oh my god! That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's the point. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Seth just got into board games a few months ago, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast when he f- played Ticket to Ride with someone on, when he was in Tampa with his friend. Now he's like really like, hey, let's play a game. Like he's actually up for it. So, what game with those two guys do you think was ahead of the like that really just took off ahead of the other ones? Is it the same one? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There was one game that that both of them were like, that's the one they wanted to play more and just liked it better. I could tell. I kind of think Great Barrier Reef. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's maybe it's Stone Age. What was the other one you said? <laughs> it's a Wonderful World. Oh, never mind. It's a Wonderful World, probably. It was Stone Age. Really? Yep. Okay. Stone Age all day long. They really for both of them. They were just like, this yep. is it. It was it. We played one game, and then we didn't get because we didn't get. We weren't there very long. But that was the one they mentioned multiple times. Let's hey, let's see if we can get that game in again. And um, that make you sad because you love it's a wonderful world. It's probably your favorite out of those, right? It is, it is. And so Stone Age, I just want to bring. I can. It's kind of fun going back. I haven't played Stone Age in probably a year, and just kind of thinking through the game. Um, Seth won that game actually. Oh, good. Seth won. I came in last place good. in Stone Age. I know <laughs> it was really close though. It was like two point difference between first and second, and two point between second and third. Um. So this is what I think about Stone Age. I still think it is an absolutely brilliant gateway game. It is not hard to teach. Put your guys out there. That's how many dice you're going to roll. You're collecting resources to build huts and so forth and so on. You can get those other cards, right? Brilliant. Um, feeding your workers. is. I like having that aspect in the game. In a gateway game, it kind of teaches people how to manage that and all that kind of stuff. No one had a prop, too much of a problem feeding their workers. You can do that. It's not hard to manage. And if you don't, it's not the end of the world. Either. No, because, I mean, we did have to use, like, wood and stuff sometimes, but wood is easy to get, so yeah. it's really not that big of a deal. Here's the thing that I, I – you know why I lost – I'd be – and this is just being completely bluntly honest. You know why I lost? Oh, here we go. No, I mean, it's – I have no problems. I had horrible dice rolls the entire game. <laughs> I'm just being real. And everyone was laughing. They They knew it. They would tell you the same thing. They would tell you. Like, I was like – I couldn't roll any worse than what I was rolling. And that's a knock on that game for me. I'm still going to use it a lot in gateway situations because people love it and it draws them into the hobby. But I was I was, was a little frustrated, a little Johnny frustration there. Oh, my goodness. In the sense of, like, the dice rolls. Now, in the other sense, I actually prefer it when newer people beat me in games because I think that it helps them get excited about the hobby. That's true. When you just crush them, it's not it's not exciting. So I'm glad that they both beat me. But during the gameplay, I was frustrated because I'm like, dead gummit. I just rolled 
four dice and three of them are ones. You know again. A theme, a theme lately that I've noticed between you and I when we play games is you losing. And, that's that's very and true. And you complaining about luck. Is that right? <laughs> That's we exactly right. Stone Age, Endless Winter, which was minimal luck, I feel like, but it was with the hunting. I don't, that was the thing I didn't, that was the only little thing I didn't love about the game. I love Endless Winter. I actually think you won that anyway, when, in the games that we played. I think Maybe you won, won one and that. I won one. That's probably but, right. but it doesn't matter. Like I, that's, that was like a little, I love that game. I can't wait to get a copy of that game. There is, that was a very minimal part of it. We in talked Glas- about Glasgow. this. Dean and I talked yeah. about this, that I don't mind a little luck if it's a piece to the game. I don't like it when it's a huge, huge piece, and if you just get unlucky, there's absolutely almost nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind doing a little hunting or something and rolling some dice here or there. Yeah, but it's frustrating when the whole point of the game is to get resources, and you're just are rolling terrible. And Stone Age is very much that. Like it's very you, much you that. Really, uh, which hey, that's the Stone Age, John. Right? I, that's what you I always mean, say. I don't care. <laughs> you don't I don't, care. I don't, no, I don't care about it being thematic. If it's if it's, and the interesting thing is in that game, you should should over the course of the game they should be pretty balanced, but sometimes they're not. Sure, yeah, that's right. You know, and so for for me, I will use it all the time with new people, really all the time, but I won't bring it out with gamer friends because of that very often. Yeah, it's I'm still rarely going to say it's I, still I, a I fun still game. Really like it, but I'm, I'm with you. It's never leaving my collection. There you go. All right. So did they like the other ones too? They, yes. The problem with um, the Great Barrier Reef was we were playing it during the Titans game. And so it was a little bit. Okay. We didn't get a chance to really. um, Plus, I forgot to mention one rule that was pretty big and Justin lost because of it. Uh, That you can only count, the fish can only count one times towards. Oh, you can't. Yeah. And and I noticed it too. It was still in the middle of the game. Like, oh, shoot, dude, you can't do that. And I was like, so it kind of didn't count. I didn't. Okay. But uh, I crushed him in that game. I'm sad I haven't got my, I got a copy, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. They liked It's a Wonderful World too, by the way, but they weren't just over the moon about it for whatever reason. Interesting. It was, they said it was complicated. Really? Yeah. Even Justin was like, there's a lot going on in this game. He's played Seven Wonders, no? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. He thought it was like a little bit. Okay. He really likes to win, and if he doesn't fully understand everything about it, then he he's like, I got to play that again. I gotcha. Okay. But Stone Age was the one they liked. How about that? All right, let's talk about Glasgow. How about that? You ready for that? I'm always ready. Let's Glasgow to the next sec- segment. <laughs> damn, dang it. That would have been perfect. You messed it up. <laughs> On to Glasgow. Ready for this one? Yeah. Let's John do was, it. John was laughing at me for a mistake that I made. That was awesome. Look, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm trying to reach here. back for the box. I realized I didn't have it here with me. Wow. Okay. Glasgow is a two-player game. This is a Lookout Games game. Mm-hmm. All right. And in this game, you, you have... Are, get as much glass as possible, and you're going to different regions. No, that's not right. Oh, sorry. All right. So... You are in Glasgow, you're building it up, you're building the city up, and you're going to do that by, you're going to start your little, uh, what's he called? What's your guy called? Your little meeple. That's not what he's called. Worker, merchant, meeple, merchant, merchant not architect, because that's no. the other people. <laughs> so you're going to start with a meeple, and you are on a rondelle. If you've ever played something like Glenmore, or what are some other Heaven games? Heaven and Ale. Like? Heaven and Ale, yeah. Um, there's um, plenty. So where you are moving around a rondelle, you're going up to take a tile, uh, to land on a tile, take that action, and then you don't keep going back and forth like you do in Heavendale. It's more like Glenmore. If you're the one in the back, 
then you're going to keep going until you pass the other person and then they'll take their turn. Mm-hmm. All right. So all you're going to do is you've got these, uh, this, uh, again, this rondelle, this circle, you're going to go to a contract tile. The contract tiles are going to give you resources or give you different actions. So like I might take stone, um, which looks like brick. We'll talk about that. Maybe the little translation error there. <laughs> uh, you can take stone, you can take uh, steel, you can take a gold coin, or you can take a whiskey barrel, but there's only one whiskey barrel that's going to go back and forth between the two players. Mm-hmm. You can also uh, trigger some things on the board. You can reset the building tiles. We'll explain that in just a minute. All right, you can also, if you don't land on a contract tile, you can go onto an architect tile, and that's really kind of the crux of the game. You're building up those resources from the contract contract tiles to build buildings, to build buildings which are on the architect tiles. So you land on an architect, you pay the cost for one of the two buildings that are above it, and then you put that out into the central area. You're going to build out this four by five grid, and if I buy a tile, the arrow is going to be pointing to me. If John buys a tile, the arrow on the tile, the building tile is going to point towards him, indicating at the end of the game whose building this is. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to buy a second building, you can do that, but you have to pay a gold coin and then pay the cost of the building that's out there. So potentially, if you buy a building and then another one comes out that you really like, then you can yeah. buy that one if you pay a gold coin on top of the, the building cost. Yep. You're going to keep going like that until the, the four by five grid is filled out. And that's going to be the end of the game. Now, let me explain real four by five or five by four or five by four. Let me explain <clears> real whatever happened first quickly what some of those building tiles are because they're going to be giving you points at the end of the game, um, unless they're factories, which will give you one point. But mainly, you want to use those during the game. So, a factory, I use that one as an example. That's going to give you a resource anytime it's triggered. So, a factory, when you put it out on the board, if another tile is placed in the column or row where that factory is, it's going to trigger all of the factories in that column or row. Yeah. Okay. So then you'll just gain that resource. Um, you've got parks, which are kind of a set collection. The more of those you get, the better, uh, the most points you're going to get. So if you get one, you're just going to be one point. But if you get six of those, I think it's six, you're going to get 36 points. Um, you have these monument tiles that are just victory points, but there are a lot of victory points. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, tenement tiles, which those you want them to be right next to each other because they're going to give you more points if they're next to each other. Just worth one by itself, but if it's next to one other tile, it's going to be worth three. If it's worth another one, it's going to be worth another three. Um, and potentially if it's surrounded, you know, then you'll get three times four, 12. Okay. Could be a lot. Um, and then there's, other ones. there's, there's, there's other ones. Yeah, there's other ones. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's 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 kind of the <clears> gist <throat> of it. You're just trying to build those buildings to get points. All right. So, what do you think about the art and components? Um, I think the art's fine. I don't love the the art on the box myself. I know John. Does. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's not that it's bad. It's just nothing that really grabs this is Clemens me. Clemens Franz, right? No, it's not actually. Is it not? It is not. I, I, I knew that you would like it because you think it's Clemens Franz. Oh no, it is. It is Clemens Franz. <laughs> I thought it said somebody else on the back of the box. Okay. Well, you thought wrong. No, it did. It said illustrations and graphic design by Atelier one nine eight. That's why I was thinking gotcha. that it wasn't. So, but on BGG, it does absolutely say Clemens Franz is the artist for this one. Interesting. There is, you go. is Clemens Franz Atelier one nine eight? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you like it? Yeah, I think it's great. I do. I mean, the box doesn't blow my mind, right? But I like the guy in there. I think he looks cool. It got that cartoonish feel to the game. Um, I like the tile, the art on the tiles a whole lot. The characters, they're kind of goofy. You know what I mean? They got 
kind of quirkiness a little bit to some of them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I really like it. I think it's, I think it's uh, really nice that now they're cardboard pieces. You do have your meeple that goes around. That's like a big, I think it's almost the same thing as in Great Western Trail. It looks like a cowboy meeple. Yeah, it does, which is interesting. A lot like, of cowboys in Glasgow? I don't know. They got okay. a big, they get, it's got a big hat on. And then you, you're, um, the pieces, the stone and the, the brick resources, and all the resources yeah. are all like, <clears throat> like they actually look like it and they have the little steel pieces. There's does a thank it? you note. Does it, John? Well, hold up. <laughs> There's a there's a thank you note that they allowed to use the shape of Russian railroads in there, which was the steel, just like the steel tracks or the tracks in Russian. I did not railroads. even see that. Yeah, it said like thank you for allowing us to take that. I love the art for the price. It's like twenty something dollars. Yeah, um, great. Yeah, there's not a ton. It's you know a two player game. You and you max out on all the resources that you can get. So there's that exact number if you both were maxed out on everything. Yep. Um. So there's not a ton in there, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I like all this stuff. I like the art. In general, I like the art. Just something about the box that doesn't really grab me. But you said they look like the resources look like what they say. But in the rule book, it says stone. That's true. What are you looking at? Joe, it's a Joe, it's a brick. No doubt, it's a. There's brick. no doubt. It's red brick, and it says stone in English. It's, I think it's just a mistranslation. You probably. think so? I, th- I think it's got to be right. Maybe so. There's but no you way you have to call it stone. It's no, you don't. It's the only way I call it brick. Yeah, I do too. All right. All right. So is the game any good? Let's let's prep this with this was on Dean's top 10 most anticipated games. Isn't that right, Dean? That is correct. And it was not on mine, but I was very intrigued by it. Yep. <clears throat> Seeing the idea that it had the cool rondel, um, Lookout Games constantly produces great games. They do. I, I'm a big fan of Lookout Games. Um, I'm always interested in two-player only games, which Dean has mentioned that, but again, it is two-player only games. I'm always interested, let me rephrase that. I'm always interested in quick 30-minute two-player only games. It's exactly what this is. So it intrigued me on multiple levels. You too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing that intrigued me, this is Mandela Fernandez uh, Grandone is the the designer of this. The first game that he's designed, um, that that he's credited for on on BGG. So that, that was... A little you like to take to flyers on new new folks. I do when it's something. Uh, there's another one that it looks like it is coming out, but it's not a, called Overstocked. That's supposed to come out in 2020. Doesn't look like it's released that I can tell. But anyway, yeah, I like to. I like to. I like to. Yeah, take a flyer. I guess is what you're saying on on a new designer for this two player lookout games game series. That Especially I really when like. it's like a, when it's. Um, a company that you just they produce great games. Yeah. Like it is yeah. it is more interesting when a publisher's they're solid and you have a new guy or gal that's doing it and mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. So but what do you think about the gameplay overall, man? Are you you digging it? Not digging it? What do you think? Yes. You're excited about it. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm this is gonna be a tough review for me. Just I mm. like John and I have kind of agonized over we really our have. feelings about this I've game. I've played this game a lot uh, uh yeah the last couple of days. In in yeah, so there are some things that I really like about this game. Let's go uh, positivo. Rondell, all right? Positivo. This feels very much like uh, like an intro to Glenmore, kind of, right? I mean, you're just pay- taking that basic action of moving around, taking resources, and then building tiles. It is a little bit different because on this one, you have tiles that allow you to build and then other ones that allow you, the contract ones that allow you to just take mm-hmm. the action. Um the interesting decisions that come with that, the timing of that. So like, let's say there is a gold coin that I really want, but you're going to have to jump out ahead to get that. If you jump out ahead to get that, all the ones that you passed up, 
John is then going to be able to take every one of those and then still be able to go after that. So I really like that. That that, again, that's a a Rondell thing, right? That you have to make that decision of (coughs) do I excuse me do I want to jump out and take this, particularly the the buildings? Do I want to jump all of these tiles so I can buy this before John does? Or do I want to hold back and hope that he doesn't jump ahead and try to buy that building before I do? I really like that. Yeah, so I think that this is a brilliant game for teaching people rondels. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about a gateway game, Stone, Stone Age. This is definitely a lighter game. I think this is weighted at 2.27, and I agree with that. It's like a medium-light game, I would say. Great gateway game for that. Because it's super simple. I mean, really, legit, you're getting bricks or you're getting steel, you're getting coins, and you're building buildings with them. Yeah. You know, and it's got a little set collection with parks, whoever, you know, however many parks you get, you do that. Then, as Dean said, a lot of them do have to do with where you place them into the city. Um, and then when you're placing them in there, do I want to place it in this spot? But if I do, then Dean's factory is going to set off and it's going to give him a brick. But it's going to be a four by five grid or five by four grid. So there's a limited, I mean, it, they're going to get set off no matter what. Right. A certain amount of times. Um, yeah. And so when is the most ideal time when Dean has all his brick? Yeah, let's set it off right now because it does him no good. Those are cool. Like those timing elements to this is really cool. And I really love, again, I actually do like the simplicity of it and how you can maybe bring people, some folks into the hobby with that. It's also like if you like Glenmore, you may be, which I love Glenmore too. It could be one of those, well, I don't have an hour to play Glenmore too, an hour and a half. Here's a 20 minute game. 30 minute game and it's also in one of the small boxes right which right. i can throw that in my backpack and take it anywhere yeah and it doesn't hog a ton of table space no no it really doesn't and in fact that you know when we've been building out so you build out this circle and then the buildings go in the center of the circle uh we we tend to build that circle much bigger because you think it's going to take a lot of space but that four by four grade it's not that four big. by five is is really small actually yep um, the other thing I like is, so we, we mentioned the resources. You can get brick. Now, you can ma- you max out at five bricks. You max out at four steel. You max out at three gold. And there is only one whiskey, whiskey barrel, barrel in the entire game. So if John has a whiskey barrel, and then I take an action that allows me to take a whiskey barrel, I'm going to take it from John. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's cool. I like how the resources work on this that you do max out because mm-hmm. you could just load up on a ton of resources and then buy a bunch of buildings towards the end of the game. But you can't do that in this game because you're, you max out on those. And that interaction that happens with the whiskey barrel, I think is, I think that's cool. It probably doesn't play out as much as I thought it would, which is a good thing. Like I wouldn't want to constantly steal that back and forth, but what it means is you can't just hold on to the whiskey barrel and, and, and use, you know, use it whenever you want, because if you know that, okay, John's going to steal this soon, I'm going to spin this as a gold or as an iron or something like, or as a steel. Yeah. But it might not be the most, you know, the, the best thing to do because I might already have those resources, but I just need to get rid of it so that John doesn't take it from me. I think that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's very cool. I also like how I like when you get, I'll, there's positives and negatives to this. When you get to one of the architects, there's four architects on the board spread out over the board or over the, throughout the rondelle. When you get to them, you can build a building. Now, if you have a coin, then you could build another building. I think that that's interesting because coins are used to build buildings, but also that's the only way you have to have coins in order to build two in one time. 
And I think timing that correctly is a big deal too, don't you, Dean? Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. trying to get mm-hmm. the make the coins are a, the more I play it, the more I realize how vital the coins are in this game. And getting a coin engine can be a huge deal, which with the whiskey barrel, as you mentioned, can act like a coin as well. So that stuff's those are interesting. Now, some negatives for me in this game. <clears throat> we just talked about the luck factor, uh, right, with Stone Age and different things like this. So here's what frustrates me about it. And it might not frustrate you. So, yeah. Right, Dean? Yeah. It's not going to frustrate everybody. Sure. I hope not. Um, so, whenever you go to an architect, you build a building. If you choose to do that, you go. that's why you go to the architect. Then there's two buildings on top of that architect. Then you actually blindly draw a new building and put it on there, to which then if you have a coin, you can spend that coin and then the resources to be able to build that next building. That can be pretty lucky sometimes, Dean. It can. Like sometimes those draws can... And then also on top of that, it could be lucky for the player behind you. So maybe you're on the architect and you have to real, you have to think about that when you're playing the game. If I build this, the thing is you have to build buildings. So there's no way around building buildings. But if I build this and then, oh, wow, I don't have... I can't build the next one because I don't have a coin, which happens sometimes. And then it flips over perfect for what Dean wants to and he's behind me and now he gets the exact same tile that he wants. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you would think that that would balance out, but it gets really crucial at the end of the game. Yeah. Because there's one tile in particular that scores 10 points if you have four different types of buildings. And that one tile, there's three of them. That one tile, you don't have to have four different types of buildings three times if you had three of those tiles you just have to have it once and if you had three of those which your opponent shouldn't let you get that many so i'm not i'm just giving you an example that could be worth 30 points which could be a game winner for sure potentially you know be able to do that so like last night i'll just say like i was at the end of the game and my wife and i were playing and i looked at the tiles and i went okay we haven't really drawn many of those so there's a good chance she's going to draw one um and it was perfect timing there was like two tiles left and she drew, I mean, there were two tiles left to put into the four by five grid and she drew that one. I'm like, there it is. But what if she hadn't, you know? So it's like, you know what I mean? It was almost like a 50, 50 toss up at that point, whether she would draw one or not. And that can really change the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to, I'm going to use this last game that you and I played together as, as an example of that too. Um, and then going to an, another place that I don't, I don't think I love this part about it either. So when you go on an architect, you're going to go to the, there's two spots on each architect tile. I didn't mention that at the beginning. All the contracts just once. You can only have one player on that contract. Architect has two. So if I go in, I'm going to go to the far right spot on that tile. And then I will buy a tile, potentially buy another tile. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, potentially, I guess, buy a third tile if you could. And then... um, and then it's the next player's turn. Now, the next player that comes into that contract tile is going to go on the left side. So when they buy their tiles, they're then going to go first bef- yeah. off of that tile. Mm-hmm. We played that wrong first. And then we uh, John found that rule in there and, and realized that we were playing it wrong. I actually prefer the way that we were playing it wrong, I think. But I need to think, I need to process through that a little bit more. Because I recognize there are benefits for... I guess what that would do is make you hold back instead of jumping really far ahead to go to the building tile. You really need to think about it because it might be a while before you'll be able to take a turn again. But in this last game that we played, we were playing with the correct rules. John jumped to this architect tile and he bought uh, maybe one tile off there, one or two maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I needed a park to be able to complete my um, train station. Train station is a 10 point. That huge, one that, huge that deal. I was talking about. Okay. I needed a park. John bought off that tile and said, he said, can't be a park. Flips over a park. It was a park. I go on there. I buy the park. <laughs> now I have a lot of resources. I have built up a ton of resources. So, yeah. I, you know, I've prepared so you have to do this. that. You have I've to prepare for it. But you have to prepare for it if you know that's what you need. That's right. You got to be prepared. I bought the park, giving me my 10 points. I bought another tile. I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a monument, which was just straight up points. It was worth like five okay. points, I think. Then. Or six. It was my turn again. Because you were last. Because I was last. And I just happened to have. And we only need one more tile to finish the game. So I had three brick, I think, and I jumped ahead and bought a shop, which if you buy a shop and put it in the corner, then that's going to give you a total of five. Five more points. Is it five or six? Five. It's worth one. It's worth one naturally or no? Is I don't remember. Okay. Honestly. Anyway, it's worth five points. Maybe, I don't think there's an extra tile. Yeah. So it's worth five points. I think it's all or nothing maybe. With yeah. That, that, that I think you're right now. Um. So I built the shop and then I ended the game. So I bought three tiles that gave me a total of about, what, 15, probably 20 points. I yeah. would imagine for that in one, one move. Yeah. in one move ended the game and beat John by a, a decent amount. I think, yeah, he beat me by 10 to 12 points, I think. Yeah. And we, we actually sat back and said, what could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. Because one, of, your the, last one of the moves that I had, turn. well, even the prior to one of, I had to get a park because I was stopping him from getting that park. Mm-hmm. It was like, and plus I already had two. So it was a beneficial. It was going to give me, five points and stop him from getting 10. And so we were looking at, even with a decent amount of resources I had, we look back like two to three moves and go, what could I have done different to really help? And I, we really couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Again, for that last turn, for that last turn, we were like, I don't know if there's anything you could have done now earlier in the game. I could have set some things up differently maybe, but the problem is, is you're not sure how the tiles are going to flip out. And so it's really hard to prepare. Yeah. You can prepare with resources, but when do I get this? When do I do get that? Yeah, if I'm on the architect and it just so happens that I buy a building and it's the perfect tile that I really needed flips out, then that's a huge benefit. Yeah. And yep. there's not there's 20 tiles that go out. So you're going to be building 10 tiles. So every building really matters in this game. We're not talking about we're building 50 tiles and yes, someone, oh yeah, that was a lucky draw. No, I mean like if you get the right draw at the right time, it's big time deal in this game. It is. Yeah. And I don't think there's any way to get around the luck part of it. There is yeah. luck in this game. When tiles come out, sometimes it's going to be in your favor. Sometimes it's going to be in the other person's favor, but it could just be in it, but it could be a lot of points yep. and it could just be, you know, nothing that you could have prepared for. I mean, you could prepare to buy it. You have to have the resources to still yeah. be able to buy it. But as far as like it flipping over in the right timing and all that. Now there's not a ton of tiles in this game, so you can kind of think through what could potentially come out. Yeah, you can the more you play, the less quote unquote lucky it can be in the sense of you can mathematically think there's only two of those tiles left. There's six tiles that can be flipped over, so now there's a thirty three percent chance that that's yeah. gonna get flipped over. But still <clears throat> there's the that that luck factor there. You know, if it if I wish that the you know I think that he accomplished exactly what he wanted to with this game. I really do. Great light entry or quick pl- two player game. But for the but but the luck factor really is is difficult for me. If if it were up to me, I don't like the idea of going building an architect in blind drawing and you can maybe draw a good one or not. I told Dean I'd rather there even have been like 
three tiles at the architect, but you can only buy the two bottom. And then when one's gone, they slide down and you could buy one of those two, something like that to where it's not blind. So you know, so what, you know, you know what's, what's there, you yeah. know, what's coming up. You can see what's on what your opponents could get. And yeah, instead of just like, okay, I flipped it over. Oh, wow. That was perfect. Or I flipped it over and that was not what I needed. All I have is brick. And it was that. So anyway, but I still enjoy the game. This is why it was frustrating. I think for Dean and I, because elements of the game, I really liked and you know what? If someone wants to play this game, I'm not going to turn it down a ton because I'm not in making a huge investment of time into one of the, to this game. And the gameplay itself is really fun. The gameplay itself is fun. 30-minute game, quick, uh, very affordable game. I'm going to go ahead and give my, my final yeah, go thoughts. Ahead. Yeah, so uh, the rondelle, the way that the game and the mechanics work during the game, most of them I really enjoy. I just don't love the architects and the way buildings come out and how you can get those lucky things. And then at the end of the game, Dean made mention... I've played, we've played multiple games where at the end of the game, that one person was able to get like three tiles and it just boom, 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 the game's over. And there's nothing even going up to that. There's not much I could do or, or Dean or my wife could do. It kind of helped happen last night where I, I was able, it, it went in my favor, but I still didn't love that. You know, the end of the game is really tricky in it this is. game. It's it really is. important and it's super tricky and it's unpredictable because of the way the tiles come out. Because if you get the last draw, then you can go to if if there's like one tile left or even two, you can go anywhere you want on the rondelle. It doesn't sure. matter. Yeah. And so trying to figure out the it's really tricky for the person that's not going to close it out to see how can I get the maximum amount of points, knowing Dean's going to close it out next round it can be super tricky on there. Um. So some of those are just I'm frustrated because I think this game could be amazing. Yeah. If some of those things were different for me, amazing for me. Other people aren't going to worry that much about it. They're going to say, I don't care about the luck. There's a little bit of luck. There is some luck. Yeah, that's fine. It's a two-player, 30-minute game. Cool Rondell. Really love this game. Me, I go, I wanted to love it. I like it. Seven out of ten. I'm usually willing to play it. I asked my wife if she loved it. She didn't. So I'm probably not going to pick this one up. I wouldn't mind. I would have picked it up if she liked it, but she she was kind of met on it. Yeah. So playing through this, just the amount of fun that I have in the game. Okay, take out those equations that that we had a hard time with. The architectile of the luck of the of those building tiles coming out and and then the placement of the architectiles. I'm not saying that's the wrong decision to make in the design. For my preference, I feel like I'm not either. Like Yeah, it, it's it's frustrating. But if I take those things out, honestly, how the game plays the amount of fun with the amount of time that you invest into this game, mm-hmm. I'm somewhere at like an eight or an eight and a half, I think. Right. I think this That's is a, really I think high. it's a really, really fun game. Really fun. Um the the way the game plays out. But those two pieces really drop it for me as well. Um the the luck of the draw of the tiles, which I don't mind luck. And I recognize that you still have to prepare a little bit to, you know, for something that could happen. But sometimes you're just going to have tiles that fall in your lap and there's yeah. nothing you've done to prepare for that. But yep. maybe my biggest frustration is that the turn order on those tiles, uh, which you. maybe I shouldn't, maybe that shouldn't bother me as much. I need to think about that more. I've thought about it a lot, but I think I just need to like work out the scenarios. I would, I, in my mind at first, my preference was I would rather, if I'm the first one to get there, I should also be the first one to leave. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. But on this, if you're the first one to get there, then you're the last one to leave, which means that you need to delay a little bit jumping ahead to those tiles. And maybe that's why the decision was made to mm-hmm. design it that way. 
for me, that's just not my favorite. So anyway, which again, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a house rule and we don't, we don't base games on house rules. So we're not going to do that sure. anyway, but I might be tempted to do that in this game, even though I don't typically house rule things. So anyway, I'm with John. I, I think I will, I, I'm going to give this one a seven and a half though. Um, mainly because seven and a half or eight is a very good game. I like to play probably I'll suggest it and never turn down a game. Well, I'm not quite there, but I will suggest this game. Um, you know, if I've got some time, this is the one that I'll suggest and I want different people to try this one. And seven is a good game. Usually willing to play. Well, I am usually willing to play, but also sometimes I'll suggest it. So I guess that would bump me up into the seven and a half. I might be more on the lower part of that seven and a half closer to seven than I am to eight, but Mm, man, it's frustrating because I think this could have been a really great game. It's just some frustrating. I mean, pieces. the first game we were playing, I told Dean this is like an eight, maybe even eight and a half for me yeah. until those little things started popping up. And I'm, oh, that was in the middle of the first game. And I was like, uh. <clears throat> but again, it's kind of weird. Like, I feel like I don't think, I don't know if they were, I don't think they were poor design choices. I think they were just design choices that I don't love. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, I legit, I, once again, I want to say, I think that. He probably accomplished exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but some of those decisions I personally didn't love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. Still a fun I, game. I wonder, you know, if, and if expansion comes out, I would love to see more buildings for this. I would love to see some of those changes, maybe variants, official yeah. variants for us to play with. I guess we can just do it anyway. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a seven and a half from me, seven from John. We both love the gameplay. Just some things that really bothered us in love a lot parts of the product. gameplay. Sure, but the, we, before I know you're about to move on, but is it worth it? That's a that's that's a serious question right now. Yeah, um, you said what is it? About twenty four dollars. Twenty four dollars. Um, if those things don't bother you, I guess that's how I am. I, for me, it's it would be worth it if my wife enjoyed it because it's so cheap. Twenty four bucks. Yeah, uh-huh. You get the art's good. You get it. You know. You get. It's a good okay price point. Stuff I mean, it's a yeah. great price point. So, I mean, it's worth taking a flyer on, I think, for a lot. Of, and I think a lot of folks are going to really like it. I think so, too. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good game. Yeah. Just, so, anyway, so potentially, it could be worth it. it. The price point is good. It's just if you can get past those things that are, that bothered us, they might not bother you at all. But that is a 7.5 from Dean. That is a 7 from John. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right. If you're enjoying our podcast, you could give us a, a quick rating if you like to. Go to MeepleTownGames.com to check out all our swag. Um, at Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and BoardGameGeekGill3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. All right. So that's uh, Tuscany, Glasgow, a couple of games off my top 10. I know. How are about you, that? Are you a jelly? You got to well, get some ears. Well, I mean, I, yeah, but you don't want to play them. <laughs> I've got uh, Twant and Sue. You sitting on my table. You're like, I don't care about that game. I don't even want to play it. We played Takenu. That was on your list. Yeah, we did. Oh, Whatever. Buck up, John. You hate my games.